Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's a brand new season, June 21st. No more sticky stuff. And a lot of good results last weekend. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today as we recap the weekend that was in Major League Baseball. A lot of big results. We're super excited to talk about it. Talking Baseball brought to you by DraftKings. This episode brought to you by Kevin Kalina. Bo Brown. Great name. Michael Dudor. Dudor. Jake Pelton. Brendan O'Connor, and Vas Chinaski, Anvis Chinaski, Kyle Watson, Eric Schmeld, 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 Brian Sykes, Billy, Travis Tate, Joey Rodriguez, and Jay Rodriguez, and Joey Felice. Those are our most recent patrons. Jake and I are actually doing our uh, monthly Patreon Q and A. Getting our Kevin Mather on, giving away all the secrets uh, of the trade to the Patreons tonight. So, exciting times. My name's Jimmy. Jake's sitting next to me. Trevor's in California. Producer BBD behind the desk. Trev, how are you doing? How was your weekend? What's up, guys? So excited to be talking some baseball with you today. As Jake said pre-show, the baseball is the story today, Jim. It is the story. But I had a great weekend. Uh little Father's Day action, barbecued some meats over an open fire, which is a very manly thing to do. And uh, we just enjoyed ourselves, man. It was around the family a lot, uh, but I had a good one, watched some baseball. Like you said, there was some good baseball. But how about you guys? How was the weekend? Jake? Jake? Mm, the weekend was good. The weekend was good. I uh, am a bit of an internet sensation again. Uh, the shot heard around the world. People are talking about it uh, with the the Flip Cup tournament. Oh, my God. Uh, it's not a big deal uh, for a lot of people, I guess it would be, but not for me. It's kind of just a day in the life. So I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about the baseball. Uh, very hot in the streets. NBA a little hot in the streets right now. Baseball. Pretty hot. A couple scripts got flipped over the weekend. I'm excited to chat up with you boys. And, Trev, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Father's Day, Home Run Derby, like you're hot in the streets. I'm hot in the streets. A lot of people, though, Jake, we're talking about your flip cup and like you got spider tech sent to you a few days before and then all of a sudden you're sticking these cups and we're just not sure if it was legit. Well, that's where I heard one of you guys said no more sticky stuff today and I mean that's your prerogative. Um, I'm covered in sticky stuff. No more sticky stuff for me. We used it for a blitzball game, oh, and it God. was absolutely awful, and I hated it. Not made for that, we found out. No. Hurt made it hurt because it felt like you were throwing nothing. It was just like throwing your arm out of your socket because there was no, like, release of a ball coming out of your hand feeling because they're so light. It became an off-speed game. Sucked. Okay. Content. And it's really sticky. Way too sticky. Really sticky. You wouldn't know anything about it, Trev. You don't play mm. anymore. We're in the startup league. Stickiest thing you've ever touched, Trev? Got to be tree sap. I mean, come on. Let the man operate. I, 
I accidentally dropped a bottle of Gorilla Glue at one point, and that was not good. Great answer. Yeah. Pretty sticky. You climb the wrong tree, and you get tree sap in your hand. Sounds like, like you got some tree sucks. sap emotions you got to get out. What well, happened? I built yeah, a lot of well, tree I mean, forts in my day. What did you? Got sap on me. Jeez. You ever tapped the maple tree? No, before? but, but uh, the trees in the Connecticut woods we built were the birch trees. And they smell delicious when you just mm. cut a little piece off. It smells like root beer. I feel like I did some some field trips growing up where it's like, oh, you can get syrup from a tree. And I'm like, I don't. As long as I'm not in school, this is tight. Yeah. <laughs> you can, though. Get you a maple tree. <laughs> you can. You can. You can. You can. Hey, some standing shuffled, oh, guys. Oh, my God. In the mm. AL, big time. Two number one teams are no longer there. Spoiler teaser. Teaser. Te- teaser and a spoiler. In the NL, they all stayed the same. Spoiler. Ah. No tease there. Let's just to talk spoil. Talk about it. You ready to bit. dive in? I, I have so. the National League. You're kidding. Lead us off, big boy. Yeah, I have it. Wow, this is big. This is exciting this is for me. Big. Here's what happened in the National League this weekend. Are you ready? Here we. The Nationals took three out of four from the Mets. The Mets were on fire. The Nats weren't doing so good. They did have the doubleheader in the middle. The first game was a pitcher's duel as Fetty and Lucchese, the two studs on the Nets, the Mats. Fuck. The, ne- <laughs> the Mats is Mets. The Nets and the Mats that you think about go uh, scoreless to the ninth, and then the Nationals get the walk-off. Double header on Saturday. The Mets win game one. Lindor goes off. He's got five hits in the or three hits in the game. He had all the RBIs. It was Lindor show in game two. It was the Schwarber show, and then the Schwarber show rained on to game four. Schwarber went off a lot more on that later. The Nats take three out of four. Corbin had a great start. Lindor had a good game, and McNeil expected a return, and Nimmo starts his rehab assignment, so Mets have some help coming. The Braves, another team that needed to win in the NL East. They take three out of four from the Cardinals. Also a doubleheader here. Morton had a great start for the Braves. Freed had a great start for the Braves. Braves. Smiley had a good start for the Braves. So the Braves got some pitching this weekend. They hit good enough. Not amazing. Uh, but Ozzy Albies had five hits, three extra base hits, four RBIs. So he did some of the lifting for him. Morton was good. He had a no-hitter in the seven innings, Jake. How about that? The Marlins took two out of three from the Cubbies. Oh, Cubbies, what you doing? What you doing? The Marlins starting pitchers had a 1-2-3 ERA. Their relievers had a 1-5-9 ERA. So the fish had arms. Cubs starting pitching and relief pitching, both bad. Not good at all. It was Petit, Lopez, and Mills for the Cubs. Davey, no, all wrong. Not even going to try to correct that. Jock Peterson had three hits and two home runs. Only Cub to record multiple hits. Bryant went 0 for 10. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Brewers and the Rockies split a four-game set. Boring. Rockies won the first two. Brewers won the second two. Crone had seven hits, seven RBIs, two home runs, and a walk-off single in game one. How about that? 
Willie Adamas stays hot with six hits, five of them extra base hits, including a go-ahead two-run home run in the ninth of Game 3. And my standout performer from last week, Gomber, placed on the 10-day IL. DM. 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 The Dodgers face Jake's D-backs and sweep them. They had Bauer, then Bueller, then Gonsolin on the bump. They won all three games. They scored 21 runs in the three games. They only allowed 11 runs. They allowed a lot. Gonsolin didn't pitch that good in game three, I guess. Bauer goes seven shutout innings for the third time this year. Bellinger and Muncy are expected back Tuesday or Wednesday, and Seager could begin his rehab assignment, so the Dodgers get a little hot before they get some help. D-backs have lost 17 in a row. They set the record for road losses. They're not good. Giants take two out of three from the Phillies. Cueto, Nola. My brain's... Hoskins had two home runs. Nola got roughed up after a good start against the Yanks. He had like two in a row then or whatever. So he gets roughed up. Not fun. Not good for him. Phillies starting pitchers had 11-9-1 ERA. Not good. The Padres swept the Reds. A four-game sweep. They needed that. They had fans in the stands. It was wild. There was ejections. A fan got ejected. Votto gets ejected in the first inning. Padres hit really well. 287 batting average as a team with nine home runs and 22 extra base hits. Padres starters had a 189 ERA. Really good job by them. Myers and Pham had six hits each. The Reds scored four. In the top of the ninth in game one to take the lead, but then they got walked off. And then they got a bunch of stuff coming back, but the song's going to end, so I'm going to be done. Way to go. Great job, Jim. Excellent. It was all right. I got tripped up because the way the starters are, I thought like all the starters on the left are the same team, and then all the starters on the right are the... Same team, but it's not that way. So I, I was tripped up trying to do that. I don't know why it's not that way. That's confusing. I think the winner is on the left. The loser would be on the right. Okay. I tried something we'll new. I tried to read it a new way, and I got tripped up. Stuff happens. You're beating yourself up yeah. over nothing. I think you did a great job. Kill myself. Trev. Don't talk about Willie too much, because Willie... Could be talked about more later okay. in the episode. Okay. You guys know That's I love my boy Adamus. Feels important and imported. Yeah. Um, God, what jumps out here? I mean, I feel like my Diamondbacks. No, that doesn't jump out. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. that's the, right. The Nats taking three or four from the Mets um, is big, and the Mets finally getting the, uh, more games under their belt is, is nice. So I'm happy for them there. NL East, man. The Mets are the only team above 500. Phillies were looking like they were getting some juice. They ran into the buzzsaw that is Los Hibido Gigantes, uh, who still are atop the NL West. Dodgers game and a half, and I, I had a whole thing kind of lined up. I was like, Padres, we getting nervous? We're five games back just to hear they survived to be five games back. They four games sweep the Reds. That's a... Uh, that's huge for them because, man, that's we've got a little buffer right now be- between the Padres and, and Dodgers and Giants. I think, I think the, uh, the one team that needed a good weekend and got it, like, really badly is the Braves. 
starting pitching came to play. Now we were talking earlier today on the IG show, mm. talking about Kyle Schwarber and like where is he going to go? And I'm like, oh, the Braves could use him. And then you look at the standings; they have the exact same record, the Nationals yeah. and the Braves. The Braves got to go. I think what's crazy is they'll. I think they'll end up adding while the Nats, even though they both have the same record on June 21st, the Nats are probably going to sell some pieces. They're just at two different times in their organization. But that was a big, big series, especially against the Cardinals. Cardinals are still a good team. And uh, three out of four, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Anthopolis for the Braves has to be working the phones. Uh, Going to be interesting. We we heard whispers slash uh, Yankees GM Brian Cashman told our guy Joe's McFly that a lot of GMs are really waiting till the MLB draft this year because that's when last year's draft players become eligible and a lot of GMs had their eyes on those guys. So once they're back available, that makes it easier to trade. Braves have to be making moves. This is supposed to be a huge part of their window. Really interested to see what that looks like and who, you know, if they want to make the impact moves. I mean, you know, how hot to trot were we on Pache before this season? He's had a tough year. Who... It's, you know, picking who's not going to be the guy that rolls with this Braves team the next four or five years. So that that is going to be interesting. Good for them. Taking three out of four from the Cardinals, who they've been on a little skid for a little bit now, huh? How about that? Um, How about it? My Rockies, they're a different team at home than the road. So Brewers split. And they get the split in the last two games. So that's kind of impactful if you're a Brewers fan. You're you're sitting there in a four-game set with the Rockies saying, we just lost the first two. Yeah. Good, good bounce back for them. Um, man. Baseball Reference has a new page here. Huge. That I've never seen. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if it's how meaningful it is, but they have the playoff percentage for each team, and then they have it in uh, the change in playoff percentage over the last seven days. I do like that. Which is kind of cool. So in the National League, it says that the Phillies – have de no 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 the Cubs have decreased their percentage of making the playoffs by eight point two percent in the last week. Not fun. Yeah. Now they still are sixty percent chance to make the postseason, but they were much higher. Sixty eight point two probably somewhere around there for sure. Now the Phillies, they're the second biggest decline mm. in the last week. Playoff chances, and they now are only have a twenty one percent chance. I like. Can you send me a link to that? I'm into that kind of ish. Yeah, if you go, like it just I was on like the. If you're on any team's page and you look at the part where it says playoff, the playoff that's now a hyperlink. Just click that. Yeah. Okay. It's really cool, man. They have like, if they like, if you're ninety percent confident, they have their best record the rest of the way. This mm. is what they'll do. They have like what they need to do remaining. They think to make it. It's pretty cool. Good job, baseball reference. A new That's a new cool. page. That is cool. Yeah. Um, so in the NL, the team that has sorry, Trev, but the team that has up their odds the most is the Nationals because they took three out of four. They were at like zero chance, and now they're at eight yeah, <laughs> percent. they're at three yeah. percent. Now they're at eight percent. I think they had a big series before that too. Patrick Corbin. I don't know if we're talking about him much later, but nice bounce back start. Couple nice bounce back starts for him. That would be impactful if if he can look like the good. Playoff Patrick Corbin from a few years ago. Um, what else in the the National League? That uh, man, uh, you mentioned the Reds Padres series, and I was you know 
everyone saw Votto this weekend, and you saw some other stuff. I forgot how crazy uh, that first game was. Uh, we were yes. we were recording in the office, and uh, popped a head out there. Kyle was out there, and his eyes were just like bug eye mode, like he couldn't believe what was happening. Back and forth, absolute chaos. So to hear the Padres came back in that game, and then they take all four, has to be so deflating for the Reds. They had some good juice going. Uh, for for a couple weeks there, and then the Padres they had some bad juice. So does this get them back, um, kind of on the right track, finish strong before the All Star break? And the other thing, hey, Jakey NL West, the Dodgers, the three guys you mentioned might be coming back soon: Bellinger and Muncy, uh, two of the most fearsome fearsome lefty bats. Cool phrase, Jake. And then hey, add Seager to it too. Um, I mean those three guys. <laughs> if you're a right-handed pitcher, that's a bad time, uh, and you wonder if that gets the Dodgers. When, when, and if the Dodgers jump the Giants, if they well, start going, well, that's whoa, the interesting whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa. Well, when and if when you and said if. when and if, but the the Dodgers are now a game and a half half back. I think that's the closest it's been in a while. And do they play each other soon? No, the Dodgers go to play the Padres, and then the Cubs, then the Giants, and the Dodgers play each other for a two-game set uh, the last two games of June. So let's have that game change the standings. Mm, That's my ask. When the Dodgers and the Giants play each other on June 28th, I want it to be a game uh, either tied in the standings or a game apart. Deal. Speaking of the Giants. Yes. ERA Plus has them with the third best rotation or pitching staff in baseball right behind the White Sox and the Mets. But guess what else they do really well? And this shocked me. It shocked me. They're leading the league in homers. Mm. The San Francisco Giants are tied with the Blue Jays with 107 home runs. That's not the team that we – you don't think about home runs when you think about the Giants, especially in that ballpark. They don't have the household names, but they are absolutely crushing the ball too. They have a team 759 OPS. I wonder how many, uh, maybe there's Giants writers that have done this. How many of those home runs wouldn't have been home runs in 2019? They changed the fence. They changed the fences. They moved the bullpen and they made it, they moved the fence in a bunch. Where? I believe in dead center. Yeah, they brought center in a little bit. Curious. I would love to know that. Yeah. Seems like every time I watch them, they're smashing balls into the bay, and I don't think you can change that. Mm. That fence did not move. That fence didn't move, and I I just I saw that, and that's just not who you expect or what you expect from that team. You think about pitching, you're like, okay, maybe some timely hitting. But, man, if you can pitch like that, hit homers like that, let's see where they're at and run scored. Curious. Yeah, they didn't move Fourth and Fourth and run scored. Dead, doing dead it, center was give them their due. Dead center was three ninety nine. Now it's three ninety one. And right center, which was like you know triples, triples alley, was four twenty one. Now it's four fifteen. So it's not crazy, but I still wonder if it added like four yeah. home runs and that helps them. Yeah, and it's we we don't think about them because the guy leading their team in homers this year is thirty four year old Brandon Crawford with sixteen. I love that. Uh, and then it's Buster Posey and Brandon Bell. We might need like the. Evan Longoria fourth. We like. Are these the Daddy Giants? Are these the? I love them. Yeah, I know. I know you do. 
Hey, check the, check those guys' salaries, mm. career earnings, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I'll check Brandon Crawford's first. He's about to hit free agency. Check. Okay. Okay, let's do Brandon Crawford. Okay, what do you think? Crawdaddy. <sighs> He's 34. He's already had one payday then. Yeah. So... He's got to be like close to 100. I would say 80, 85. You want it, John? Crawford? Brandon Crawford. I would think it's under 100 because he stayed with the same team. I'm going to guess just to make a different guess than Trev, I'm going to say 78 million. 79.7. So you we guys, were all you guys over were it, all over it, man. That was beautiful. Nice. That was beautiful, baby. I love it. You you win. Price is right rules. You win. And you know what, Crawdaddy? He's going to get a little payday. He's getting over that 100 clip, baby. What to do, baby? I love, that. I love that. All right. Anything else in the NL? Is anyone going to be upset with us? There's a lot of uh, people are always good. Yeah, we didn't really talk Cubs and Fish. I mean, I don't know what you do with that. Marlins starting pitcher shoved, and they put up huge runs. Good job by Alec Mills to salvage the series, I guess. Um, I think that's kind of it, your, right? You want to talk about your snakes a little bit? What do you mean? What do you want to talk about? What I mean, do you want to talk about? Dodgers are a great team. Bauer, Bueller. I mean. This is, so, they're also. Historic. I got, <laughs> but losing 17 games in a row is crazy. But then I was looking at this earlier yeah. as well. In one run games, yeah. two and sixteen. It's kind of like the that's, Diamondbacks. That's demoralizing. It's kind of like they did something to piss off the baseball gods, and we're trying to put our finger <laughs> on it. <laughs> we have no idea what it is, but uh, yeah. The Cubs you were pitching the talk of the hard. town, man. You were the talk of the town, and now I don't know if they'll ever let you back in. The whole we state are of Arizona. still great friends. Elijah Green, number one pick. Searching for rings in the desert. We play for rings in the desert. Searching for rings. rings. 30 seconds. 30 second timeout for Trevor. You have the AL, right? He has the AL? He has the AL. Interesting time to take a timeout. It's a tough 30 second timeout. All right, Jake, little game in the uh, one, two, three teams in the NL have 90%. Or higher uh, odds to make the postseason. Can you name those three teams? In the NL. In the NL. Three teams in the NL have a 90% chance to make the postseason. Can you name those three teams? As of right now, I would guess the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, they are the number one. They have a 98.9% chance, according to Baseball References math, however they're doing this. I would guess... The Padres? No, because they got to be splitting with the Giants a little bit. So I'll spread it out. Brewers? No. Okay. The Brewers have a 34% chance. Okay. The Mets? The Mets. The Mets have a 48% chance. Mm. And I don't mm. know. The Giants and the Padres. I thought that was going to be like boom, boom, boom. Sorry. All of them are 90%? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Doesn't That's seem tough. right. Yeah. Doesn't seem right. That's what they have. <clears throat> I wonder what the odds would be on all three of them getting there. That's mathable. Um, Feels mathable, right? The odds on all three is probably individually they each have a 90% chance. 
but all three. Yeah, they're not taking like a fifty percent chance. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're kind of a math pod. That doesn't. I like this that they have like that doesn't make sense with with ninety percent confidence. Yeah, Baseball Reference is saying that the worst possible record the Dodgers can have is ninety wins and seventy two losses right now. Believe that. Okay, Trav, you have the AL. Can you let us know what happened? It's brought to you by Cushy Dreams, mm. which is smokable CBD. Smoking is the easiest way to get it into your system. Mm. They got one eighth ounce cans, pre-rolled joints. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and discreetly to all 50 states. Indica, sativa, help you relax, create hustle, peace, energy. Helps with anxiety, depression, inflammation, and more. It won't get you high because there's no THC in it. Well, there's 0.3% THC in it, tiny, tiny bit. So it's legal, federally. Just going to help you with the anxiety, help you sleep a little bit, help you relax. It smells and tastes and looks like high-quality marijuana. It's organic. Fresh harvests are always coming in. You can go to CushyDreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y. K-U-S-H-Y.com. Promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Promo code BASEBALL, Cushy Dreams. Trev, what happened in the American League? Well, Jim and Jake and BBD, we will be starting in Houston where my Astros swept a four-game set with the freaking White Sox. 10-2 Astros, 2-1 Astros, 7-3 Astros, 8-2 Astros. That is a bloodbath, my people. The Astros slashed 293, 77, 473. The White Sox did not hit. Starting pitchers for the Astros were great. The best stat of the whole dang series. The relief pitchers for the Astros only had to pitch nine innings in four games, and they shut him out the entire way. That's how you win a series. That's how you sweep a series. Abraham Toro with seven hits. Correa, two homers. Yasmani Grandal, who never gets any hits, is the only White Sox player to record four hits. All the four Astros starters recorded quality starts were Ikiti, Garcia, and Valdez. They all went seven innings. Your Don, my guy Alvarez, with the walk-off double in Game Two, and they did all that without Bregman. Dusty says Bregman will be out a while, but the Astros are the team to beat in the AL. They get the sweep. Speaking of sweeps, my Twins went into Arlington and swept the Rangers seven five three two four two. All Twins. They won the first one in extra innings. They hit okay, 259, 328-407s, and the Rangers did not hit. Same thing, twin starting pitchers pitched their butt off, relief pitchers, .77 ERA. Cruz hit his 15th home run. It's his five, he has five homers in his last 10 games after having gone three weeks without hitting one, which seems crazy to me. Seven twins record multiple hits. Adolis Garcia hit two homers because that's what he does. Donaldson at the entire series with a calf injury and Cruz did have the exit on Sunday with neck tightness but the twins go in to Texas get the sweep is this what they needed to get back in it probably not we declared them dead on this show moving on the Blue Jays went into Baltimore they took two out of three the Orioles won the first game seven to one Thomas Eshelman pitching for the Orioles gets it done the Blue Jays take the next two 10-7 and 7-4 uh, pitching wasn't great for either team uh, in this series. Simeon with two homers in game two. 
Vlad Jr. hits his 23rd home run, tied with Otani for the league lead. Mountcastle, that's Ryan Mountcastle, the Orioles, three homers in game two. Uh, they still got the loss. The bullpen gets up six runs in the ninth that game. Cedric Mullins has two homers in each of the first two games. Get that guy to the all-star game, please. The Blue Jays take two out of three. Moving on, you guys were at a few of these games. The Yankees take two of three at home against the A's. A's won the first game five to three. Then the Yankees came back seven, five, and two to one on Sunday. The Yankees did not hit the ball. The A's didn't hit the ball, so the pitching was was good. Uh, Gary Sanchez, though, three extra base hits, including a go-ahead two-run double on Sunday. You're welcome, my people. Matt Olson. Jake would let him date his daughter. Six hits and two homers. Kemp, two home runs. And then on Sunday, we all saw Chapman gets into a little bit of trouble there. Up one run, one pitch. Yankees turn the triple play to end the dang game. That's three triple plays in 31 days. That's the shortest span in MLB history. And it's the first game-ending triple play since Eric Bruntlett's unassisted triple play in 2009. Love these stats we got here. Voight is expected back this week. That's good news. Even Piscotti placed on the 10-day IL for the A's. Yankees take two out of three. Moving on to Kansas City. The Royals take two or three from the Red Sox. 5-3 Royals, 7-1 Red Sox, then 7-3 Royals in the rubber match. Uh, the Royals slash 305, 365, 457. Nicky Lopez with seven hits. Merrifield and Sal Perez, five hits and a home run each. Rafael Devers, that babyface stud, had two homers. Dahlbeck and J.D. Martinez had a home run and a triple each. The Royals take two of three from the Red Sox. Out in Anaheim, Tigers went into L.A. or Anaheim, whatever you want to call it, and they lost three out of four. The Angels take three of four, 7-5 Angels, 11-3 Angels, 8-3 Angels before the Tigers won the last game in 10 innings, 5-3. to three. Uh, The Angels hit and pitched, while the Tigers did not hit or pitch. Otani hits four homers to tie Vlad for the lead with 23. Also, because he's incredible, goes six innings, one earned run in game one. Walsh still doing it. Ward's doing it. Upton had seven hits. Your guy, Matt Boyd, Jim. Muscular tendonitis won't return before the All-Star break. And the last series, Mariners sweep the Rays. Are you kidding me? It's a four-game set. 6-5-5-1-6-5-6-2. They hit the ball. The Rays didn't. Mariners pitched. The Rays didn't. Ty France stays hot. Six hits, two homers. Luis Torrens, two home runs. Margot and Wendell only raised to record four hits. Three of these wins were walk-off wins for the Mariners. Seager with the walk-off in game one. Hanniger with the walk-off in game through. And Long with the walk-off grand slam in game four. Oh, yeah. To combat that sweep, the Rays called up Wander Franco. Mm. And that is what happened in the AL. Hmm. Rays get swept. Four game sweep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yikes. I mean, piggybacking. When an AL team goes out west, that is tough for a fan. Um, A, your games are on three hours later. I mean, Yankees Twitter turns into this weird, like, insomnia Twitter uh, that I actually feed off, so I do enjoy it. But, man, if you're a Rays fan... Stayed you, up for all those. You got the glass now news, and then this happens. That's a tough baseball week for the Rays. Interested to see how they bounce back. And, man, calling up Wander, uh, you know, people were wondering if 
you know, we never know the Rays' plan. Was it going to be this year? Were they going to try to keep him down? Uh, they traded Slick Willie, which, again, Trevor said you might hear about him in a little bit, so just wait for it. Um, I mean, I love it for the Rays. I, I had a couple buddies text me because, you know, number one prospect, that's a big deal. And they were like, what's the deal? And I, I told them kindly, I hope he's a mad rookie this year with ups and downs, and then I hope he's really good. Because uh, I kind of can't deal with a Wander Franker show this year. But excited for him, excited for Rays fans. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. Obviously, the guy's an all-world talent, but this is the show. And we saw with Kellenek, you might have some initial success right away, but then there's adjustments that you'll need to make. I think the Rays probably will put him in better situations than the Mariners did with Kellenek. They were having... When, as soon as Kellenet came up, he was supposed to be the savior for this team. And I don't think the Rays are counting on Franco to be the savior. A spark, yes. But a savior, no. I think they, I think all fans need to temper their expectations a little bit. Because like I said, this is guy, this guy's 20 years old. I think he just turned 20. And to be up in the show like that is it's tough. The other side of this, hey, the, shout, shout out Mariners. Uh, Ty France has been at it for a little bit now. Uh, J.P. Crawford, I think I have to say his name every episode now uh, for our one fan that always says we have to mention J.P. Crawford. Um, Shed Long. My guy Shed Long, a little walk-off granny. He had a big hit in game um, one or two as well, eighth inning, like go-ahead or tying or something like that. Um, He gets pulled for defense in two games? Is that why he gets pulled or he gets pinch hit for? I'm not sure. He, he hasn't finished four games. I wonder if that's for defensive reasons, I guess. But, that last game, I mean, man, they bunt, single, to move. they're just bunting to move the runner over, then fielder's choice to get the out at home, then the walk, and then a grand slam. Mm. Sucks. Mm. Jake with the only over pick on the Mariners in our TPPs at 72 and a half games. Looking pretty good right now because they're sitting at 38 and 36. Well, two games over 500. With 90% confidence, baseball mm. referencing that their worst case scenario is 71 and 91. So you're a good pick, you Jake. Go. We'll see, guys. A lot of baseball to be played. Uh, analytics, Jimmy. Making me smile ear to ear. Love that. That's baseball reference. Halo fans, too. And I, I kind of got lost in this last episode, I think, a little bit. Man, well, A, the Astros built entirely different. They drop it all over the White Sox. Cheese and rice. That's a, that's a statement series. Yeah, of the year that, right like, that changes the AL Outlook type series. Um, and uh, for the athletics. So, hey, I'm a West Coast guy today. West Coast Jake. What's up, Trev? Oh, what's up, dude? Um, man, the Angels who have been playing a better brand of baseball lately. They are 500. The Otani show is unreal. Uh, when me and Jimmy were caught in traffic yesterday, it was the first time since we've kind of been in the great game of doing this that we were like, yo, if Otani pitches at Yankee Stadium, like we got to be in the building. Um, Indica, Indica couch in the building for Otani. So excited for that. Uh, hopefully MLB has some fun with that. They have. He's in the Derby. That puts some lead in my pencil. Uh, interested to see how long these Mariners and Angels hang around because I know as John Boy gets lost in these playoff percentages, if these are around 500 teams, that can affect the AL wildcard in a big way. Um, Athletics lost a tough series to, to Trev's Yanks this weekend, so 
West Coast, best coast. It's it's getting a little wild and weird out there. I'll be interested to see how the Angels fare in this next stretch. They got two against the Giants, three against the Rays, four against the Yankees. Um, you know, they swept the Tigers. They had to, otherwise they'd be dead. D-E-D dead. What's, what's tough is I feel bad saying this, but you could almost pick the five playoff teams for the AL right now. You could almost just say who they're going to be. Say it. Like the Astros and the the Astros and the A's are going to be there. So one of those teams is taking the wild card. The White Sox are going to win that Central Division. So there's three. East is going to have probably two teams. I don't know who they're going to be. So that kind of leaves like you know the Mariners and the Angels, even the Indians, and two of those East Division teams looking up. And they they could have great seasons, but I just think it's really top heavy right now in the AL. I. I've got Cleveland circled right now as a team that can ruin a couple good ball club season, man. If Royals, Twins, and Tigers continue to die and Cleveland can rack up some easy dubs in the back of this stretch while, say, a team like you mentioned the Athletics going for the wild card or whoever's in the AL East, you know, if the Angels and Mariners are doing one of those we think we're still in it and Trout's back, Otani show, all that, that's going to be a lot different than Cleveland going to face the Twins if they trade off bodies or the Tigers, whatever they're doing. I'm, I've really got Cleveland as a pivot team in the AL right now because if they can win enough games, they can ruin a couple ball club seasons by sneaking into the wild card. Yeah, you're. I'm actually looking at the AL East. I mean, there's no guarantee two teams are going to come out of the AL East because every team – there has their problems. The Red Sox, they can hit the ball. They've pitched well, but since this whole crackdown thing has happened, they haven't pitched well. So, like, I'm curious to see how they're going to go in that regard because that was their question mark coming into the season. Was the starting pitcher had overperformed? We'll see if they can keep it up. Rays lose glass now. That's a huge loss for them. How do you replace someone like that? And the Yankees obviously have problems of their own. The Blue Jays have been pretty... I mean, underwhelming. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe my whole uh, AL East thing is totally off. Maybe only one team comes out of there. Then, like you said, the Indians sneak in there. You were in line with what baseball reference has as the most likely likely scenarios. So don't don't discredit yourself. I mean, the computers, baby. Yeah. Blue Jays in the last seven days, their playoff chances have gone down 27%. Biggest mm. in all of baseball. I wanted to talk about, obviously, the Astros. Um, they're so good. Granky didn't even pitch, but like Luis Garcia has the best ERA in the season for them. Framber's the real deal. And then, like you said, Trev, they barely had to go to their pen. They just banged up these White Sox pitchers who have been good. They did Lance Lynn dirty, broke my heart. Makes me upset, and I don't like it. And then I, I was bouncing around a couple things when I was listening to uh, the AR recap. Kikuchi, another good game. My guy needed it. I like that against the Rangers. His ERA is below like 357. Yeah, he can pump it in there. Mm. He's having a good stretch right now. Um, ERA is below 3.5 for the first time. Dobnak, he pitched a couple innings without giving a run. Hadn't done that in a long time, uh, very honestly. Let's go, Dobnak. So, five innings pitched, two runs for Dobnak, just on a personal note. Let's go. Like, he needed that. I'm happy for him. Spiritually. Spiritually, he yeah. needed that, and I'm happy that he got it. Um those are kind of all what I was dancing around. The Tampa series is crazy. Good for the Mariners. It's like you sucks for I, any um, fan that stayed up to watch those. <laughs> Man, that blows. I was in Minnesota when the Astros were in town. 
I got to see Framber pitch. I was actually on the mm. broadcast. I was right behind home plate watching Framber do his thing. So impressive, man. I love that we were on Framber early and he's just turned into like this guy guy. But the way he dances, like starts everything middle of the plate and everything just runs off the plate. You could really see it from that angle I had. He's special, man. He's one of those guys like you're not going to have big innings against this guy because he doesn't throw the ball over the plate enough. Like he makes you chase so much. He's a lot of fun to watch. Well, it just he puts so much pressure on you because his numbers get better as the game goes. So, uh, you know, every other pitcher lives in fear of that third time through. Frammer kind of doesn't scare. If if you don't get him early, you, you're going to be in a bad place. And that's where Jim, you mentioned Luis Garcia, who's like kind of not a throwaway name for them. He was the fifth prospect in their org. He had the best strikeout rates, I believe, of any starting pitching prospect in baseball. And they casually call him up, and if he finds it, like, that's where, I, I guess in my head, I just jump to the Rays whenever they call up a pitcher. It feels like a weird party trick. It's like, oh, this guy throws from an angle no pitcher's ever seen before. This this guy throws a pitch called the Invisible, and you're like, okay, Rays, I get it. Houston calls up dudes that, you know, they might not have been the top prospect or a Wander Franco, but then you hear the backstory, and you're like, oh, shoot, so Luis Garcia... Has a chance to be, like, really good? Okay, great. Um, They have five starting pitchers right now who are ranked in the top 75 starting pitchers by Fangraphs this year, and that does not include Jake Odorizzi, who's who's currently kind of their sixth man. So we we all – let's give ourselves credit. We all figured this out before the season. We were like, damn, Houston's got way too much talent. Um and they're showing it right now. They're lineup, starting pitching. If they add another bullpen arm, good. If not, when playoffs get here, you kick a starter or two to the pen and you you just change your team that way. Luis Garcia is good. And that that series, the stat that I love, Trev, how are you how good you're good? Or do you play good mm-hmm. against good teams? That series, the Astros beating the White Sox, bumps them up to having a thirty five and nineteen record against winning teams. Which is wow. the best in all of baseball? What is that? We're getting a little feedback, I think, is that from you? Here, Mike Poppy. Sorry. I don't know. The White Sox, I, I said this last episode that they're starting to play bad against good teams. They're 17 and 23 now. That's the worst record in the AL for a playoff team against good teams. Um, so I don't know. Something to watch. I, it's it's you know, too early for those I, stats to really matter, but I do. I am when it comes to playoff time in September, and anyone that listens to the show knows I, I do take that shit into account, and I, kind of has proven out year over year. Like you got to beat good teams to be able to beat good teams in the postseason. I um wherever you are, there I had you a little are. chat. I had a little chat with Jim Tillman, Flex, who works. Uh, uh, I think he's a special assistant with the White Sox. And we were talking. I said, "Man, the, your your team is legit. There's no holes." He's like, "Yeah, no, we're doing it without Jimenez and Luis Robert." And we were talking about, um, we were talking about like, do you have anybody in the pipeline coming up? He says they still have more guys ready to bring up, and they have the ability financially and like the want to make a move at the deadline. So like this, that team's not complete yet, and like they're. They're so good on all sides of the ball already. I'm curious to see who or what they'll go after. C. Rose this morning mentioned, you know, maybe they go after a Schwarber, put him in the outfield. 
lost some thump out there. Uh, Mercedes hasn't been good since Larusa called him out. Way to go, Tony. Mm. <laughs> Way to ruin that guy's uh, dream season. But you know, a big impact bat with them. Like they're already so good. I'm not worried about these White Sox at all. They're so freaking good. Trev, can I ask you a couple tough series? Couple for quick, couple quick hitter baseball guy questions. Is uh, sure. Hundred career homers in big leagues pretty impressive, right? I mean, not a lot of guys have done that. You're one of them. Two hundred homers, Thank pretty you. impressive. It's really impressive. Three hundred. Really. Four. Really impressive. Where are you going with five? Tomei's got five hundred home runs. Six. Six hundred twelve. Yeah. Like Jim Tomei, people. <laughs> like, talk about that. He's a dude real life. More. Yeah. Fuck, He's a hero. Man. Like, he's so big and so f- nice and fun and awesome. 6'12"? Like, That's nuts. Yeah, man. How yeah. many people have 600 home runs? Like 10? It's a, that's a, that's a tight window. I always put it this way. 600 home runs is 10 straight years of 60 home runs. <laughs> Think about that. That's a joke. Or nine. 20 if they're Nine guys have it. Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, A-Rod, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomei, Sammy Sosa. For, for a seven-year stretch, 96 through 02, Tomei averaged 290, 424 on base, a 1.016. Seven years. <laughs> you know what? He's like uh, still as big as when he was playing. Like He's just like a big MFer. Yeah, I was I was gonna say when you're that big, is it tough to size down? But you see a lot of O linemen do it. I like Tomei staying big though. That I don't like a skinny Jim skinny skinny Jim Tomei. He's so funny, man. Um, what else you got, Jimmer, for that? You can uh, do nine years and, and it stays one dot nine years in a row one dot OPS. It's an all time hitter. Um, I don't know. I don't have much. The Red Sox lose to the Royals. Go good for the Royals. Benny facing his old team and all that stuff. Devers had two home runs. Uh, the Mariners sweep. We talked about that. Yankees take two out of three from the A's. That was cool. Um, I'm still not sold on the Yankees, but they needed to do what they've done to at least keep the maybe alive. Like keep it's like heart. a it's a loose maybe for me right now. But they needed to do that, and they came from behind in all three of them, so that's good. Obviously, we talk about that on Talking Yanks. Come behind Yanks, last five wins, all from behind, Trev. Miles and miles apart. And then the Blue Jays took two out of three from the O's. They need to start winning a lot of games. Kind of ugly baseball. I want to see them get going. They're, uh, they need to go. Yeah, man, that's uh, started with Wander Franco. Like, if he... If he changes the dynamic of the Rays, that changes the complexion of the East, so that's where I'm, I'm living in fear of that a little bit. Um, and, yeah, if the Baby Jays can win a couple games, we know they want to spend more money. They, we know they believe in this core, so that, that makes it all that much more scary. Interested to see what they do. And, and just for the White Sox fans, you got rolled up on, sure, and they're probably hoping by the end of this year, you know, we'll see if anything comes up with Eloy Jimenez. He's her madrigal uh, Magical Madrigal, we'll see if he comes back Lou Bob, he's been out So when you see Madrigal eating Eloy Jimenez and Lou Bob Out of the lineup That's tough for the White Sox the, You know, the, Some of the guys replacing them Brian Goodwin, I, I think he started the year not on a team uh, Jake Lamb He's currently in the lineup Danny Mendick, I bet um, My guy 
Okay. Let's go to the IL, mm. the injured list. Jake, you're up. The series everyone is talking about, and God damn it, Chris Rose's Cleveland Indians. They lose two out of three to John Boy Media slash Cole Tucker's Pirates. 11 and 10. How is that game, baseball fans? Cool versus Mejia. What a, what a baseball game. I loved watching that game. 6-3 Pirates in game two, and then the Indians salvaged the set. Two to one. Uh, I mean, both teams hit around 220. Both starting pitching was okay, and the relievers were bad. I, did anybody watch? I didn't. Pirates take two out of three from Cleveland. What a what a weekend of baseball. Wow, dude. The uh, Indians' three starting pitchers, only one of them's in my book. Oh, wow. Cal Con- Quantrill. Quantrill. I don't know. I don't. The other names don't aren't familiar. Yeah. Who's Sam Hen- Henches? He got a he got mentioned on here once before. I forget if it was for good news or bad news. Well, remember? he he got in the the series with the Yankees, so we heard of him. Okay, then. but Henches and JC Mejia, both guys made their debut this season, so both rookies, huge, and both made their debut in the bullpen are now are starting. Both got roughed up, or no? Uh, no, Henches had a good game. Mejia got roughed up. Pirates? That's tough, man. It's a tough interleague. It's a tough interleague. That's uh that's the series like that's tough. Love you baseball. That's a tough one. Chad Cool. Good start by him. That's cool. Drops his ERA by a full run. JT Brubaker. You got you guys both had the Indians over eighty one and a half, and I had them under. Looking like you guys are going to be right there. 39 wins already. They just the do enough. I got off my baseball reference page. Oh, Trev, I want to say something half rude to you. Um, it's going back to the AL. Um, this is going to be exciting. Jami gave him a little bit of love. Jami, mommy. Uh, Ryan Mike, Mountcastle getting going for the Orioles. Happy for him. You were ready to block him with pool holes, so go eat, eat a bug. Pujols has been dominant since going to the Dodgers. I mean, think about how much better he would have been having a mentor like Pujols there. I wasn't blocking him anyway. It was like he could find playing time. I know. They're not trying this year. Did you see them? Like, do you see what Jose Ramirez did to them? I mean, the Orioles aren't trying. I know. I'm happy for Mountcastle. I own a lot of his rookie cards. How many? Keep hitting those three homers. A lot. Probably like five or six of them I own. That's huge. They're for sale now because he had a good good weekend. Jesus. Guess how many multi-hit games Pools had with the Angels this season? This season. Um, Not many. One or two. Two. Three, four. He's got six with the Dodgers. He's been good, man. He's been good. Now people are like, can he hit 700? He's 23 away or something like that. 27. He didn't have a single double with the Angels this year. (laughs) He's got two with the Dodgers. 80 plate appearances, just under an 830 OPS so Pretty Pretty messed up that he's hitting for the Dodgers. It is messed up. That's so rude. (laughs) 
Dude, he was a 67. Castle hits the shit out of the ball, by the way. Yeah, he's been good. For, like those three homers he hit, he hits the crap. He's out been of good it. for a little bit. Like the last two months, is he's got an OPS in the nines after having a terrible start. So good job bouncing back, young fella. He has Pujols has played more games with the Dodgers now than he than he had with the Angels, which is interesting this season, this year. Yeah, and he's gotten more plate appearances. He's close. He's eight. He's no, no, no. He's, he had ninety-two plate appearances with the Angels. He's gotten eighty with the Dodgers. It's close to being the same. It's funny. More home runs as a Dodger than he than an Angel. We were. I I didn't slip this into talking Yanks yesterday. Check that out. I guess Ad. But we were talking about how bad Rugnando Dor has been over the like five years. There's three players with a worse WAR than him over that time, and Pujols is one of them. Mm. And I guess he might pass him now. Pujols has gold on his baseball reference now. Love he that. is the all-time leader. Oh, I know this one, I think. Double plays? Grounded in double yeah. plays. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Only yeah. player with over 400 of them. Gold. So that's the... I've never seen gold. Where's gold? Hold on. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, gold means, like, in the history of baseball, all-time. Wow. Wow. It's the best. I wonder if he got that recently. I think it might have been last season. They uh All right, let's don't don't look, let's play okay. before we move on. Pool salary. Career money made? Career earnings. 400? That'd be a little south of that. Um God, probably not much. I like that. 325. $345 million. That's cool. Oh, should we do Pujols' basement? We did Grinkies. What's in Pujols' what's, basement? What's Pujols' weird thing he has in his basement? I have him having... It's just all white and red. I, ha- <laughs> I have him having a full replica of his favorite bar. With mannequins and stuff, too. I just have the biggest couch. Ooh, that's a good one. Pools has been the all-time double plays, granted in two-liter for a while. I think 17 is when he passed Cal Ripken for the most. You play enough games. I got him having, like, an excellent, like, rum selection. Like, a bunch of rums you don't even know exist. In fact, there's, like, this thing that some big leaguers do. They'll find the shipwrecked bottles of liquor. And they buy him at auction. I, I bet Pujols has a few shipwrecked rum bottles. That's good. In his. That's so cool. Yeah. Rarely have I heard something that eccentric rich people collect where I'm like, <laughs> I would want that. But shipwrecked liquor? If it's yeah. like an yeah, old um, shipwreck liquor bottle that has been now found. Arietta does that for I know that for a fact because he told me. That's so cool. I'm assuming Pujols is something like that. That's the first thing that's like, all right, if I'm rich, I'm gonna start. Maybe I'll do that to kill some time. That'll be fun. <laughs> I don't even. Lo- that's cool. I'm just like, maybe I just have a ship. I'll buy a beach house. It'll be nautical themed. I'll just have a bunch of shipwreck stuff. I love that. Thank so that's you. what happened in the Cleveland-Pittsburgh series. Good job. Let's go to individual stuff, back end of the show. Standout performance awards, the likes. It's brought to you by DraftKings. You can go to DraftKings. It's our favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. 
Let's see the crazy shit they have for you today. Um, a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. Any basketball team. So we're still doing any basketball team. You bet on them to win. If they win, you turn $1 into $100. You take those $100 of free credits. You bet them on the Twins to not cover because they're the team in baseball that has covered the least amount out of all 30 teams. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on any basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code JOMBOY for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only wager paid out in site. Credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, I, before we do the individual stuff, uh, Jim, you know I've I've got a pretty good baseball nerd side to me. I know a lot of names, usually from my nerdy baseball game. Man, Cleveland's rotation right now, as listed on Fangraphs. Not in your book. Aaron Savale. I think we all, we could have landed on that one. We know the Civ. Connecticut guy, love him. Eli Morgan. I think I've heard that, but I wouldn't have ever guessed it. I heard the it. name, probably wouldn't have guessed it. J.C. Mejia. We just did that one. Kind of didn't have that. Cal Quantrill, familiar kind of because it's a baseball name. Well, and we've and had a lot of He was on a trade. Uh, Hentges, is there five? That's how you're pronouncing that? I mean, I'm not I think it is a, a J. Henches. Henches, like henchmen. Yes. Hentges. Um, it's Hentges. Right now, Bieber, Plesak are on the IL. Yep. Tristan McKenzie and Logan Allen are in AAA. So, yeah. How about it, Cleveland? I didn't have a lot of those guys. And Quantrill, Still all the guys that you started, Mejia, Quantrill, and Hentges, whatever his name is, they were all in the bullpen like a couple weeks ago, and now they're just starting. Yeah. Hentges has five games started now. Like I said, they still win. Yeah. And they're okay against... Teams above 500, Jim. I looked that up. They were like one game below 500 against teams above 500. How about that? Good managing. Mm. Well, anyway, my standout performance of the weekend goes to Kyle Schwarber for me on Sunday. He has three hits. All of them are home runs. They only won five to two, so it's not like garbage time. Uh, pretty crazy, and I'm not doubling it up, but it does make it more impressive that he had two homers the game before. So it's five homers in his last, like, six at-bats, whatever the numbers were. But in that game, three home runs. He had a leadoff home run, first inning off of Taiwan Walker, a 2-0 pitch, boom, gone. Then, in the fifth inning, leading off against Taiwan Walker again mm. in a 2-1 game. A full count. Boom. Gone. Then, seventh inning, his next at-bat. It's a 3-2 game now. It's a cl- All of these were tied games or one-run games against Familia. He gets an 0-1 pitch. Boom. Gone. Three home runs for Schwarber in the game. And he's been on fire lately. I'm sure that he's on in Fuego. He's been on in Fuego. Uh, he goes four RBIs, helps them win single-handedly as uh, 
every homer was uh, came when they were tied or, or up only one run. So Shorby gets my standout performance. Good job by him. Love it, Jim. By the way, his, his numbers this year, which pretty solid season, not far off from his career numbers. Kyle Schwarber can hit. Um, his numbers in his last 10 games are nuts. His last 10 game, in the last 10 games, he got a 1.1 slugging. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> One dot slugging. He's got um, nine home runs in his last 10 games. Playing himself into a trade or playing his team into not trading him. To non trades. He's going to be traded. Yankees. There's no way they can go for him, right? Like, they don't have room, or do they? If you trade a <laughs> bad defensive left fielder for. Yeah, they could. They, they just, could. They, they, they very much could. You, you just sit Andy R. Frazier and say, we don't believe in you guys. And, like, that's not crazy. They really need a center fielder who, who can fake center field at least. Yeah. yeah. Was Aaron Judge playing center yep. field? Yeah, he's played it a couple times now. Biggest center field. I don't, I I don't like think it. he's played nine innings in center field in a game yet, but he's played in parts of a bunch. Biggest center fielder in baseball history. Kyle Schwarber has four nicknames listed on his baseball reference page. Schwarbo. Hulk. It's not one. It's Hulk. Schwarbs. Mm. Warbird and Schwarby. Schwarbs and Schwarby both being on there is kind of ridiculous. What the fuck is Warbird? I kind of yeah. like Warbird. I think it's because it kind of sounds like Schwarber. Warbird? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Keep in homers. Right, Get next. paid. Trev? My standout performance is you guys know I love him. He was on the IG live with you guys when he was uh, just shipped over from the Rays to the Brew Crew. Willie Adamas in game three of the series goes four for five with a homer. Three doubles, three RBIs. He has the go-ahead two-run homer in the ninth to basically get the win for the Brew Crew. In 100 at, He's had 100 at-bats now with the Brewers. Ten doubles, four homers. An 839 OPS with the Rays, 625 OPS. So change of scenery has done Willie really well. He's playing defense. He's hitting the ball. I got to look up how old he is. Hold on one second because I know he's not very 25. old. So I think the Brew Crew, the Brew Crew got a really good one here. I really, really like them getting him, giving him the chance. The change of scenery worked. Uh, this guy could be an all star. Like he's he has that type of potential. Didn't necessarily see it with the Rays, but uh, whatever they're doing with him in Milwaukee is working. So shout out our guy Willie. He went down the slide for you guys. Did he? Good dude. Like him. He a went lot. down the slide. Didn't he? We ask. Don't you guys remember? We, that? we ask every player, "Have you gone down the slide yet?" We've yet to find someone that says yes, but everyone says they want to. Yeah, he did. Kyle put uh, all that on social. Oh. Like afterwards, he went down the slide. Damn, he's a doer. I gotta check out. You guys didn't even know that. Yeah, check out the socials. They also have him for four more years or three more years after this one. So he's yeah. like a brewer if he's good and he stays. Unless the Brewers decide to flip him, but that's pretty cool. They didn't give up much for him. Mentioned it last time. Chris Rose rotation. Adamus up. It's a great list in anyways. But said he couldn't see the ball in Tampa, and his road numbers are great. And now. 
his numbers are kind of in line. So it, if the Rays just snagged a casual 800 OPS shortstop that can pick it at age 25 for a couple relievers, not bad, Brew Crew. Not bad. Jake, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's your standout performer? Standout performance. Dude, I think I, I think I, I took the wrong pills. I think you did too. Yeah. A little worried about you. Uh, my standout performance, I'm going with an old man. Wow. Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. I'm going with Wayno. Uh, Wayno dropped it on the table, and I always love when that happens. Uh, by the way, Adam Wainwright, uh, 39 years old, turns 40 in August. He now is having a really nice season. 14 starts to the tune of a 3.74 ERA. And uh, over the weekend, he dropped a little seven innings pitch, one earned run, 11 Ks against the Atlanta Braves. Only game they won this series. Wayno uh, does it, and I. Trev brings it out of me sometimes. I've got a little romance for the older guys. Like, I. Whenever we used to do Talking Yanks, a lot of people would always ask your favorite players. And as you get older, you know, I can't, I can't idolize Glaber Torres. Um, he's a bunch of years younger than me. I still, I look at Wainwright and I'm like, man, <laughs> you're a badass, dude. Uh, still dropping it on the table, still throwing yakkers. And uh, casually having a great year uh, in a year he turns 40 years old. So, uh Good job, Wayno. I love that. And there's something to be said about being with one team your entire career. I think that's just so cool. Like you have to be good. Your team has to continue to be good. Uh, but it just it just doesn't happen. And he's done it the entire way. I have his salary up, career Ooh. earnings. I'll give the I'll let Jim speak on Wayno real quick, and then we'll, so we'll give the chat a little time to have their input, but. Wayno's the man. You know what it was? It was the fact that Yachty threw out the first base runner that got on base. Abraham Almonte said, you know what? Just let him get on base. I'll throw him out for you, and then we'll just keep going. You want to get on? Yeah. Then you got to deal with I, that. I, I tweeted that out like that. <laughs> like It looked like Yachty was goading Almonte into running. Yachty said, we're going to walk this guy so I can throw him out. From his knees, a 1-6. Trev, we love when timer Trev comes out. Jake was very excited when you tweeted yeah. out and you had all the t- stopwatches. So hold on. I'm curious because like I would love to see this page. Is there a page of like best pop time? Like how do they measure that? It's called sequence. Stan Allen Rourke. Come do it. Yeah, I, I instead of you using your timer, I well, you use your timer, right? So Trev tweets out I clocked it three times the pop time. Which I genuinely love. Yeah. That's yes. trout. I do do it Scout three times. Trevor Plouffe sure. coming out. Yes. Yeah. I want Dan to take the footage and put it into the editing program, and he can literally just get, get, the, time. get you the exact time from, like, glove to glove. We can check your work. And then we can Dan can check your work. I, I like that. I do like that. But, like, that's the thing is StatCast doesn't have this because it's, like, in the glove, in the glove, so they can't measure that. Yeah, I don't know if they measure individual yeah. events. I know you can get, like – lists of like a, of like other averages you, you there's a pop time ranking you can go look at 
there is a pop time ranking. I don't know how they uh, yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't that know either. if that's just like a store. You have to like or figure it out after the in the glove in the glove. So like, they they measure it by exchange here. So like the fastest exchange time is actually Reese McGuire, who's got point six three. So that's just glove to throw. Glove to throw. I'm guessing. Yeah. Like release, like. But I kind of don't the part. care because I need to know your arm strength. Yeah, I don't care if you, know? you throw it got ten feet into to. the air. Who cares? So then they have a one six is disgusting. Well, one eight nine is the best average pop time by JT Romuto yeah. this season. No, no, this is twenty nineteen. I've seen that page. So wait, they don't I've have this. Page. They only have twenty nineteen. They don't have this updated for twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. It's rude. Can I bring it back to Wayno for a sec? Yeah. Please. So yes. Wayno, his numbers on the year, as Jake cited, are, are good overall. But really, you can just take out that first start of the year when he went 2.26 earned. And like since then, it's a 3-2 ERA. Dude, he's... he's there's been, some other starts you, you can butter knife even more if you really want to. But he, just that one. He's been nasty for a little while. He, uh, I, There's a couple different ways you could go with it. Um, last eight starts, yeah, three... He has seven of his starts are 100 pitches or more. Show that to the fucking kids. Ho! Why wouldn't Ooh. you? So anyway, if anyone's wondering earlier, the theory is that I took Benadryl instead of my regular <laughs> allergy pills because I am asleep. And I feel bad for the audience. But I think I took the, you know, I think I took the wrong pill. I think you bennied. I think I did. I'm. I have such a big day ahead of me too. I'm pretty. John boy on Benny's. I'm pretty upset about it. Um, Slump watch is next. Ad, wait, Adam Wainwright, one hundred and forty nine M's career earnings. I thought it'd be more. To be honest with you, it's a lot. That's of money. pretty good. Well, that's saying that's Louis the discount. thing. You stay with the same team. Yep. And that's what baseball needs to incentivize more. It's cool that Wayno is. A Cardinal for life. It's cool that Crawford has played with the Giants for so long. These guys are getting less because they're not hitting the open market. They're signing the extension. What MLB has incentivized is what the Rays do, and that's why I say the Rays are bad for baseball. I'm not talking about, like, the play of the Rays. I'm talking about the way the system Process. is works, and the Rays are the best at manipulating the system that the CBA is. And you're incentivized to sell Willie Adamas when he's got three years left on his contract and not sign an extension. And I had a bunch of Rays fans that were mad at me, and they didn't understand what I was saying at all. They thought I was just saying the Rays suck, which I 100%, it's the opposite. Like, the CBA needs to incentivize keeping a guy in a hometown, not churning and burning young guys for three years, then getting rid of them, and then next three years, and then getting rid of them next three years. And that's what the system is. The Rays are phenomenal at using it to their advantage. But I'd rather... And this, the career earnings of, of Crawford and Wayno are examples of why it's more rare because the guys want to hit the open market and give you the bell of the ball. And I want players to earn as much money, but right. I also want guys to stay with their team. So I don't know the solution, but they should really try and f incentivize that. I've got it. You do, you know, if you're with a team five <laughs> years and you sign with them, um, you know, only 80% only of your salary hits the cap. So a team can, in theory, pay you more or, Ooh. you know, There's or no cap, what you would have gotten 
on the market, and it affects your team less. So you're incentivized to say. So if you have I do like that five uh, years, if you have ten years, like the then direction. the percentage changes. So like you know, if Wayno would have hit ten mil on the open market, the Cardinals can sign him for ten mil, and it only five mil hits your cap or something like that. There's okay. no cap. I wonder if that prevents that, if that would prevent teams from even giving you an offer because they know. They're gonna if if they would just give you just the same you we'll offer you're gonna whenever. get and like we'll match with you know. But wouldn't that still be good for the game at this point? You know. Yeah, I want guys getting played, but I want them staying, and I want guys filling out their rookie contracts with teams if they're starters. Right. Like Willie Adams is a starter. I know they have awesome guys coming up, and he was bad at, bad at home, and it's just one and example of this happening. So yeah, you'd have to incentivize the back end of their rookie deals a little bit. There's there's something there. Yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm. Slide of brain. And the part about the Rays being <laughs> bad for in, baseball is that they're trying to copy that. Tell, tell Tony I said what up, bad. Yeah. BBD, go ahead and robot me. Slombwatch. Roboing Trev real quick. Real quick. See a Trev. BBD, we had five guys. Big names that we liked last week that we were tracking. Can you get, tell us the five guys we may be adding? And I added a sixth during the show, but uh, I'm excited to review the guys we we kept from last week because they're interesting. But this week we're all, we're gonna potentially add Yandy Diaz. He goes 0 for 12 with a ribby and four Ks. Chris Bryant 0 for 10 with a walk. Robbie Grossman's in a one for 19 slide, two ribbies, a walk, six Ks. Javi Baez is one for nine, four Ks. Got hit by a pitch too. I like when we include that. Uh, Jose Abreu is two for his last 14, two ribbies, two walks, three Ks. And his teammate, Yermin Mercedes, goes to 0 for 11 on the series. Zoom out a little more. He, he might be in too bad a stretch to even really do it, but six for his last 67. And uh, we just kind of have missed that. So Yermin's down bad. Yeah, he's been bad. All right. But we just, I think we've kind of missed it, so I want to make sure we, yeah. we look at it. So, who we had last week, we had Reese Hoskins on there. He has a huge week. He goes, or huge weekend, four for 13 with two home runs, six RBIs. And he was on this uh, two weeks and two series in a row. Reese was on Slump Watch. So, claps for him to get off. Good Good job job by Reese. And his last series, he was kind of doing what he always does. Like, he was working some walks and stuff. He didn't break out. But we wanted to see more. I knew he would. Reese gets hot. He hit a homer last series. That was his only hit. I knew he'd get off. Jazz Chisholm. He goes mm. three for fourteen with two walks. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell him he's still in his three rookie. Three for twelve. Three for twelve with two walks makes it a little better. I mean, two fifty hitter, three fifty seven. But it's on his base. rookie year. Yeah. So like, I don't need him to be shamed to flame every time. Right. He's and just he was off. coming off the IL. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing two claps. Okay. No claps for Jake. We'll get rid of him. Jake doesn't clap for now, people. Jazz, I believe in you. Adam Frazier, three for eleven with an RBI and two walks and a hit by pitch. That's a two seventy three average and a four twenty nine on base percentage in this series. He needed that. Yeah, yeah, he's off. He's off. Good job. Good job. Two claps from Jake. Two claps. Nolan Arenado. He goes three for thirteen with a homer and a double and three RBIs and a walk. He had an O for before that. It's a two thirty one batting average of two eighty six. Um, so I want to see the candidates first okay. because he's been in a little bit of a funk. And the Cardinals need some juice. Like, this would be a hell of a time for Arenado to kick in a gear and, like, put the Cardinals on his back and make them his team. So I just want to see the other candidates first before I make a move, if that's okay. 
Totally fair. Okay. Totally fair. Um, Yanni Diaz, he's a candidate. 0 for 12 with uh, 4Ks. No walks. The biggest offer on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah. I'm all Chris Bryant's also going on. Over yeah. ten with a walk. He's been having a great year. They got him in the all star uh game so far. He goes on. Robbie Grossman, you care about this? One for nineteen, two RBIs and a walk. People are talking about I a do. trade candidate. His I numbers do. have actually been bad since he came back from injury, I think. I think he had a hot start to the season over in Detroit. And then he got hurt or something like that, or maybe he, maybe he didn't get hurt. I think he's he's an on base guy. So if you stop hitting, I mean, the batting average stats can get really ugly really quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Robbie Grossman trade talk. So I'm still I'm interested I, for a week. I mean, his last 20 games now are like really bad numbers. So I, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of Robbie Grossman trade talk anymore. Interested for a week. Okay. I'll give you that one. Because I'll okay. give you that one, but because I think he's not worth tracking. Um, Javi Baez, we already have a Cub. Jose Abreu, two for 14. Two for 14, two RBIs and two walks. I don't think Abreu's on here. Yeah, I yeah he's go, nominated for his I go without name. Abreu. Okay. Abreu. We don't need to keep it. And then your mean? your mean. He's been slumping. I think we did have him. We had him. I think he got on a slump watch at some point. And then point. he got off. It was like the only weekend he was okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, your mean's been down bad since, yeah. as Trev said, since Tony LaRusa hyped him up. It's a little bit the same as Grossman. Like, he just been not hitting for a long time. A little bit. Grossman did recently, I think before this series, he, was, he had a, a pretty good stretch. Dude, your mean's numbers are bad. Yeah. Last 19 games, he's got a 269 OPS. Mm, yeah. Like, it's bad, bad, bad. Woof. Whoa. Find it, you're mean. Bummer. Not exactly getting a ton of walks. You want to put Javi on there, or you just want to keep Arenado and Starlin Marte? I think I'd rather leave Arenado and Marte. Okay, there you go. The final slump watch list is Yandy Diaz, Chris Bryant, Robbie Grossman, Nolan Arenado, and Starlin Marte. Oh, Ghost Trev. Wow. Vanished on us. Oh, oh, oh. oh. He's just Poke, leaning. Poking his head out. Oh, whoa. Wow, there he is. What's up, guys? Doobie, doobie, doobie. on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. We had a lot of guys hit a lot of home runs this weekend. I already told you about Schwarber. He had five home runs on the weekend. He went six for 15. Adam Duvall, the fish. Who'd they beat up on? Trev's Adam The Cubs, right? Yeah. He went 5 for 12 with 4 homers and 10 RBIs. That's a hell of a weekend. 10 RBIs in one weekend, Trev? Pretty good. Pretty good. And what if I told you Adam... That's good for a month. What if I told you Adam Duvall was your NL RBI leader? I'd say, cool. The 10 probably helped him right now. Yeah. Who's in second place? Don't know. Okay. Eddie Escobar is up there. I know that. Before he got hurt, he was leading the league. Cedric Mullins, he hit four home hmm. runs. He went five for 13, four homers, six RBIs. Nice little weekend for him. Shohei Otani, he had four hits this weekend. All four of them were home runs. He also had four walks. So he's good. Ryan Mountcastle, we talked about him. Six for 12, three homers. 
Wilmer Flores. There's a name you just don't hear that much of anymore mm. that I like. Six for nine, two home runs. Crone, seven for 13 with two homers. Jared Walsh. Tigers pitching, man. Six for 17 with three homers. And Luis Yorias. Mm. Seven for 15. The homer and two doubles. So there's your uh, in Fuego list this week. Mm. I have your NLRBI leaders. If you... Yes, who's yes. in second place and how Duvall many? Duvall does... has 52 tied for second with 50 are Fernando Tatis Jr. Heard of him. And Duvall's teammate, Jesus Aguilar. So that 10 RBI weekend really helps out. Adam Duvall, um, how about being in baseball at the right time? Uh, last year and this year combined, 226 batting average, 281 on base, a 779 OPS. He's on a 44 homer pace for 162 games. So Adam Duvall is just swinging big. And letting it ride. Otani, I mean, we could talk about Otani all episode if we want. I debated giving him my standout. Um, that dude's a freak. You mean Why it? does he hit the ball so much harder and so farther than hard. everybody? I don't understand. He got dude. that kangaroo strength. That wood bat. Yeah, I mean, he got that good wood. Something. You like Wilmer Flores' name or you just like the concept of Wilmer Flores? I like that he cried on the field. Okay. It's a good memory. I felt for him. It was a good, oh, guys are human moment. Wilmer Flores, last 205 games. Yeah. 820 OPS. Yeah, he's been hitting ever since he went over there. <laughs> well, it started in Arizona, so... No one cares. Snake up. Searching for rings in the desert. We play for rings in the desert. All right, let's go to awards. Awards are brought to you by the Chris Rose Rotation. It's on the John Boy Media Network. Chris Rose, he has a ton of really good interviews coming up with all-star candidates. I think they're bumping up to three episodes a week because so many of these guys want to come chat with Rose uh, because what he does in interviews is so good. Uh, if you want to get to know players, if you want, there's insights you hear, just little insights I hear each episode. And I'm like, fuck, that's so cool. I'll spoil one for you. Trevor, Rich Hill on the Chris Rose rotation said that Maddox taught him. He was teaching him about fielding his position as a pitcher. And Maddox said, if you have to take three steps on the grass to get the ball, you can go to second. If you have to take four steps on the grass before you pick up the ball, you have to go to first base because you took too many steps. And I've never heard an analyst, I've watched a lot of baseball, talked a lot of baseball, heard a lot of people talk. I never heard once that a pitcher may be counting his steps just to have the decisiveness of like to know exactly where they're going so you can throw it with conviction. You don't have to listen. Have you ever heard anything like that? I haven't, but that's awesome because pitchers need everything dumbed down <laughs> for them like that. No, I'm serious. No, like, they have to focus on their pitching and whatever, you know. But three steps, second base, four steps or more, first base, that's perfect for pitchers. Isn't that awesome? So that was just like a tiny nugget in an interview on the Chris Rose rotation with Rich Hill and like things like that just stick with me. Like, And every episode is full of all, so many of them. So many. He's so good at it. So Todd Frazier today. He's a pretty well-liked guy, I think. 
Yeah, Just Todd. the way he talks is awesome. <laughs> so Jersey. I love Todd. So go check out the Chris Rose rotation. It's on the JM baseball YouTube channel and any podcast app that you use, uh, will have it. And, uh, yeah, there's usually two episodes a week. They're going to three and it's a rotating cast of, uh, MLB players and MLB guests. So go check it out. My award today is the balance award. Ooh. Life's all about balance, Trev. Mm. In the first yeah. inning of the Reds-Padres game, Joey Votto absolutely loses his cool after the home. I'm, I'm almost done with the breakdown. Joey Votto loses his cool after the home plate umpire talks to him when he wasn't, Votto wasn't talking to the home plate umpire. Votto was talking to the third base umpire, and Votto wasn't saying anything bad. He was just basically saying, like, I didn't swing. That's actually verbatim. He says, I didn't swing on that one. I didn't swing on that one. And then the whole plate umpire just yells and says, don't talk to him. And Votto turns and says, don't talk to me. I'm not talking to you. And then they, they continue that, and Votto goes absolutely crazy. The lip reading is pretty fun. Um, he's just mad at him for saying, like, don't tell me how to play my game. Like, get the fuck out of here. Light switch, dude. Absolutely loses his temperature. Temper. His post game interview is awesome, um, but before that, there was a girl there. Was a diehard fan. Her name was Abigail, little girl, and she was like, "I came all this way to play my first game and see my favorite player, Vado, and he got ejected in the first inning." Mm. So Vado and the social media team or PR team—I don't know—he shouted out the name of the the employees that helped on, on the Reds. Vado did. He's a good guy. They got in touch with the girl. They signed a ball. He said, sorry, I had to get sorry I didn't get to play the whole game. He signed it for her. They got her tickets the next game. He chatted with her uh, on the front and from the dugout and stuff. Real sweet. And Votto in his postgame presser, he said that it's really funny. He said it was Father's Day. So he's like, It's Father's Day. So I was laying in bed thinking about it. And my mom always said that I have my dad's temper. And my dad, who has passed away, I was wondering if he'd be proud of me today. And you know what? I think he would. I think he would. So I'm fine with it. I deserve to get kicked out. I deserve to get kicked out. I said some things, maybe some language I would regret, but other than that, that's who I am, and I was true to myself. And the reporter said, how do you think your dad would feel about, you know, bringing that little girl back to the game? And so I said, yeah, he said, that's that's what it's all about. Like, my dad would be proud of that as well uh, because that's who I am. I uh, light switch guy. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. To be able to to know it and and life's all about balance and he gets so mad he's motherfucking an ump for a long time he bent down and talked into the ump's walkie-talkie on his ass to like tattle on him to New York <laughs> and then he makes that little girl's day and is a nice guy so I I always liked Votto I think a lot of people like Votto for that reason it's all about balance I love it that's nice Jim. I love watch. Uh, we talked about it a little bit this morning. There's a picture that they took together, the little girl and Joey, and the mom shared it on social media. And you'll just, you'll never see a bigger smile, like a more genuine smile, out of the little girl than that picture. It's like it's amazing. I think baseball confirmed a fan for life that day. I think baseball confirmed. Good job, Joey. Jake. All right. Nope. Trev, your award? BBD.
We don't know if that's Bruce or Michael Buffer. It's one of them. It's a Buffer. I believe it's Bruce. I know it came up I when love I Bruce searched Buffer. it the first time. My award is the It's Time Award. And guess what today is, boys? We had the memo come out warning about this day. Yes, it is the summer solstice, June 21st. But along with that, it's also the day where MLB will start enforcing the sticky baseball rule. I know you guys said you talked about it a little bit on the show when I was gone. Ten-day suspension for people who get caught doctoring the baseball. They do get paid, but you do not get to replace their spot on the roster. Uh, a couple of notable guys going within the first couple of days. They're saying Jacob DeGrom, who's scheduled to pitch tonight, might be the first guy subject to uh, the testing or the screening or whatever they're going to do. Uh, I don't think he's been accused of anything like that, so I think he'll be okay. Uh, probably the most notable goes tomorrow for you guys, Yanks, and that's Garrett Cole pitching tomorrow night. Um, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I'm cu- that's the thing I'm most curious about is how are they going to search these guys? They said when. Uh, they're going to be doing it after the inning or after a reliever comes out of the game, whichever comes first. They're going to check their hat, their glove, the ball, all that stuff. With starting pitchers, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. They're going to wait till they're done with the – is it every inning? Is it when they're done with the game? I'm not sure, but I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. There will be someone suspended. They will say – I didn't do anything. The umpire had it out for me. You know, all I used was the Raws and blah, blah, blah. But things are going to happen. And I just can't remember a time in baseball where we had a rule like this that's going to play such a huge factor in, in it, for seasons, not just for like this week. Like this is going to go on the entire season. Can you imagine at the end in September, teams in the playoff hunt, and your best starter gets suspended for 10 days. You can't even replace the roster spot. He misses two starts. I mean, the ramifications of this are going to be felt all throughout baseball and all year long. And it's time. June 21st, 2021. Thank you. I am excited. There was an interview on MLB TV today that I heard in the background because it was just out in the office, and a guy was saying, like, listen, it's not going to be crazy. We're just making sure they're not using sticky stuff. So I do think they heard the players push back on the rosin. We'll just see individual umpires. I think I think you I think you'll see um I don't think you'll see a lot. I think they, they came down pretty hard on like the sticky the the pelican grip and the what's it called? Spider tack. Spider tack. I think they wanted to be as loud as possible without enforcing it, and they were. I mean, they, the announcement's there. And you saw guys trying it without it. Glass now admitted it. Cole's spin rate incredibly down, and his pitches just different in last start. So I'm interested. I don't think we're going to see that many suspensions. DeGrom's pitching I don't the think first so game either. They will happen. So he will be the first. What's that? DeGrom's pitching the first game of their doubleheader today, and they're the home team. So he will be the first pitcher checked. I'm, uh, this is so, me right trivia. now with DeGrom. Like, please, like, I don't need that. You're too good. You're the, you're a bright spot in the game. Please don't do that to us. He's not going to. Just covered in sticky stuff. What if you, they're just, like, first inning? See ya. See ya. Yeah, that's, I'm interested to see because there's a couple different dynamics here because, okay, so say it's all quiet on the Western Front and we don't get 
anyone caught in two weeks. That's going to start a whole nother conversation. Like, oh, baseball is not doing anything about this. Do guys start busting out the sticky stuff again? Do they try to scape some scapegoat someone in the first couple weeks so that they know that this will be enforced? Really interested to see how it plays out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> whoever the first guy is, that's going to be a name in baseball history. So, uh, so interested to see how this plays out. And I bet we get some I bet we get some light moments from it. I mean, are our umpires going to be going full TSA on pitchers? That's going to be a sight to see. I think so. It's wild. I think it's the crew chief has to do it too. No, does not the home plate umpire, but the crew chief of every t- every home plate or We got to wait for wobble. Joe West to wobble to the pitching mound mm-hmm. and back for every pitcher. The speed of play there. Fastest ump should do it. It's going to be interesting. Are we going to have to Get ten fifteen with Dale Scott. I don't know. Oh, we need it. We need it. Jake, do you have an award? I do have an award. Uh, I do have an award. I have the sequel award. Uh, James, I think it's even come up on here. Maybe recently we talked about sequels, and it's usually a bad idea. Usually does not go well. There's a couple good sequels out here. I think you usually reference Mighty Ducks. Um, I think Godfather gets brought up when you start talking sequels. Uh, obviously, Major Tol- League sequel isn't bad. The second Major League isn't bad. Tolkien baseball. I mean, you got some sequels. Well, it's not a sequel. It's, not a sequel. it's a story. Um, yeah. Guys, there's a sequel going on in baseball right now, and you guys have been dancing all over it. A lot of Kyle Schwarbo this episode. The Nats had a big week. I wrote the Nats also it's dead because I've been excited for them for a couple years and they gave nothing. They are currently without Scherzer. They are currently without Strasburg. And they got a little juice going. Soto hasn't fully been Soto this year. He's still been very good, but he hasn't been world-beating Juan Soto. They busted something out this weekend. Jim, someone mentioned it in the chat and I saw it before we came in here. Gerardo Parra came back to the Nationals this weekend. Baby Shark played throughout the stadium. They're going for the sequel right now. Slow start. Schwarbo's getting it going. They're getting a couple guys are giving them enough on the pitching side of the ball. I think Fetty's kind of putting together a nice little season right now. And once you bust out the Baby Shark... You're back trying to do the sequel. So, I'm still not excited for the sequel. I wrote off these Nationals. But like you said, Trev, they're currently tied for second in the NL East. If they can string together some wins, if they can get above that 500 meter, the Nats are going to be in play. And it's not like they're a cheap team. They still got money on the books. So, I told myself I wasn't getting sucked in to the Nationals again. Here I am waiting to be sucked. And let's see what the Nationals do up until the All-Star break. Uh, I'm not betting on them. They're rolling out a sequel. I'm going to watch it. I'm not expecting it to be good. But once you start baby sharking, let's see it, Nats. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Jake. I do not hate it. Confirm Brian Dozier to the Nats? Is that what we're doing? Is that what just happened? Back to the Future is a pretty good sequel. It's a good one. Toy what's Scherzer doing? Tell me what Scherzer, what's going on with him. 
and then I'll let you know if they're back. Or they not. won. They won. The Nats won. So it's okay. Scherzer set off to come IL Tuesday in Philly. You're riding a real thin line bringing Baby Shark back. Right? Like a really dangerous line because it can get, it's kind of desperate already. It can, but if it's desperate and it works, that's amazing. Like if this just fizzles out, if like Par, if like right, if Gerardo Parr is not good and then he stops playing and then maybe like he gets released or something and then like the song leaves, like then we're like, well, that's something. Sometimes things are good for one season and that's, or there's a reason why. You move on. And like, you know. Do they keep it all the same or do they switch it up? Like, is he going to be wearing the tinted sunglasses or are those out? Like, we it's need nervous to know. Is Brian it's scary. Those are with the comma. Like, is he going to do a different song this year? Is he going to keep the shirt on? I don't know. It's like Jimmy said, you're walking a dangerous line. I will say this. Uh, I mentioned I'm not excited for the sequel. Uh, we forget how cool some of these dudes are. Uh, so Scherzer, supposed to come back Tuesday. He threw a bullpen uh, in between their Saturday doubleheader. And... Uh, <laughs> What he told reporters was, 40-pitch bullpen, all good. See you Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> you know that video of him throwing his man. bullpen and going like, <laughs> every pitch? <laughs> like That guy's a, he's crazy. Trev, can you drop some baseball talk every now on us? Just like say a sentence that sounds foreign to non-baseball people. Mm. Booney, mm. Aaron Boone had a real good one after the triple play. Ooh. Chapman couldn't throw a strike to save his life. He walked the first two guys, and they had to do a mound visit and all that, and they asked Booney what he said, and he said, I said, uh, throw the turbo sinker, get the three ball, let's have it. <laughs> yeah. The three ball, that's a tough one. That and doesn't like, come out too like, often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, for them, it does. Go turbo sinker for the three ball, and let's have at it. It's just like it's such a good baseball sentence. So okay, maybe, maybe I'll make that a segment. Yeah, maybe you, you do, we yeah. do like a Friday baseball sentence and you just you hit us, hit us one. You know. I like that. Like you could read a box score and you probably say it in baseball terms. Punchies, all that, all that mm. those terminologies. Bushes and punchies, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, best friend of the week. Before I give the best friend of the week, I want to give a quick shout-out to a guy who somehow slipped through the cracks for standout performance and awards. Cedric Mullins, he had the two multi-homer games. And uh, one of them was on Cedric Mullins' shirt day, which kind of I think it's oh, a few that's badass. With us. Big Orioles pod. So, he has a shirt day. That's how you get. That's how you get fans of the game too. Cedric Mullins' shirt day hits a couple yackers. Let's go. So I wanted to make like sure we all acknowledged that happened. Mullins I think that's and Mountcastle, the Eminem boys. And the Let's best go. friend of the week is Walker Bueller. Wow. 7.1 mm. no hitter into the eighth inning. Two earned, 11 Ks, two hits, two walks, one hit by pitch. Oxy fucking king. Yeah, he's the man. Walker Bueller. Having a casual season. Elevator talk. Hey, are the Dodgers just going to run away with everything? Like, we're all just going to be like, oh, yeah, the Dodgers are good. Well, I don't know because the elevator wheel just landed on San Francisco Giants, Trev. So if you get into an elevator Mm -hmm. with a Giants fan, maybe don't ask him what Trev just asked. That's rude. You can say something like, Dodgers are getting close. Game and a half back. Like, what do you think? You know, you can. Buster Posey, Hall of Famer already. Best record in We're baseball. Is that good? That's how I'd start. How'd they hit all those long balls? I thought the mm. AT&T Park was a pitcher's park. 
I would say. Kevin Gossman is an ace. Um, Weren't dumb to give Gossman that money, huh? You say that. Say that. Yeah, that's a good one. John Boy likes Wilmer Flores. Did you hear that? Evan Longoria collided with Crawford. They wanted to make love on the baseball field, but it didn't work mm-hmm. out. And now he hurt his shoulder. You could say that too. They've been searching for a leadoff guy. Uh, they had uh, Yaz there for a little bit. They tried Talkman for a little when he came over, La Stella. And it looks like lately it's been Lamont Wade. Mm. So I don't know if he's working out, if they like him in the leadoff spot, but they're searching for a leadoff hitter. He has been hitting. So maybe that's a little conversation. Like, you know, you like waiting in the leadoff spot? Schwarber. Uh, They got something gross going on in the back end of their bullpen. Oh, he's been hitting good in the leadoff spot. So there you go. Lamont Wade likes leading off. He's got an 859 OPS and a 351 on base percentage when leading off and when batting first. And they just kind of started that last couple weeks. So boom. My elevator talks over. Yours, Jake? There are two guys getting saves. Jake McGee, who comes from a gross lefty arm slot, and Tyler Rogers, who comes from a disgusting righty arm slot. So I kind of love that. You say Jake is a dog's name. Jake McGee is two dogs' name <laughs> combined. That's true. It's <laughs> a hard. That's true from Trev. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm going to go fight off this Benadryl. Hmm. I mean, I chugged a monster before the show. Mm. Jake sucks. We love you, Cole Tucker. Freaking love you, man. Love you, Cole Tucker.